0: Welcome to the Grass-Fed Podcast with certified nutrition consultant and creator of the wellness hub, grassfedgirl.com, Caitlin Weeks. Listen in while she interviews her natural-minded friends and colleagues about how to enjoy relaxed paleo and low-carb living. Caitlin's husband, professional chef, and co-author of Mediterranean Paleo Cooking, Nabil Boumrar, often stops in to answer questions about gluten-free cooking. Get ready to learn about a holistic lifestyle that is rewarding and fun.
1: the Grass-Fed Podcast. My name is Caitlin and I'm here today with my friend Beverly Meyer. We're so excited to have her and I'm in Nashville. It's really nice fall weather. It finally cooled off and we're enjoying the the leaves falling and having some brisk hikes outside and it's been a ups and downs this week. I'm sure everyone's recovering from this news and um maybe your adrenals are fried so that's why we have Beverly on today to talk about adrenals and how we can help them support them and heal them and we're going to hear about her story with adrenals and what we can do to help our own and stay healthy and feeling energetic so welcome Beverly thanks for coming on hi Caitlin thanks for having me back yeah, well, I don't think I've had you on this podcast. You were on my last podcast with Mary twice, and those were really popular shows. And so now you're back on the grass fed podcast, which is just me, and sometimes my husband comes by. So uh, it's pretty much the same, but it's just a little different. So good.
0: Well, I'm glad to be here.
1: Thank you. So Beverly has a nutrition practice in. San Antonio, and I met her at Paleo FX a couple years ago, and we have a lot in common with how we look at things, and she is a health warrior with her own story, so tell us a little bit about your own history, Beverly, and how you healed your adrenals.
0: <laughs> and it is an everyday thing, you know, it's, it's you don't quote-unquote heal something and never think about it again, but... <laughs> don't don't, um,
1: don't ruin the <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them well, the end of the story. <laughs> that's the end. Okay, well, so
0: I'm 64, and um, I uh, apparently all my life have had a, a bit of an overactive thyroid and underactive adrenals, which I didn't know. But um, it wasn't until I got very ill with Epstein Barr virus, uh, extremely ill with Epstein Barr, after I had a concussion about 20 years ago. And that's when my adrenals really went down because that virus uh, tends to infect the adrenals and pituitary. It's one of the the reasons why it makes us so tired is that it, it affects the endocrine system. And that was the first time that I ever ran a saliva hormone test. And like everything else I do in my clinic or in my, my store and supplements and tests, and I always do everything on me first before I ask anyone else to do it so I really understand things. And so my first test was on myself on those adrenal hormones by saliva, which is the only way to test it that's of any value. And um, basically when I got my little chart back, there's a kind of an L-shaped graph that shows your cortisol should be high in the morning and then slowly declines over the day until night. And then interestingly, melatonin is the mirror opposite. It's exactly the opposite where it starts, it's low in the morning in response to light and then it elevates at night in response to darkness. But my uh, line didn't have a little L shape. It was just a flat line across the bottom of the graph. And I called the lab of diagnostics. I said, (laughs) "Um, there's something wrong with this test. And they look it up and were talking with me. And they said, this patient needs to be in the hospital and on steroids the rest of their life. And I said, well, you're talking to her now. And I have two clients after this phone call. So he this the, the lab the doctor was actually shocked that I was literally not in the emergency room, and said, "You have adrenal failure. You you should be dead, and you need to get to the hospital." And I've never taken steroids, but but that was my wake up call that um, the whole concept of just push through that illness or push through this problem or push through whatever. Um, some of us are apparently less intelligent about that than others. <laughs> And so apparently I had just pushed myself too far and the epstein bar just really knocked out those adrenals. So that so was the start.
1: Had a, so you had a concussion and epstein bar? Well, I had a bad <laughs>
0: concussion, uh, falling off a horse and um. Um, um, with a helmet and all that, but I still didn't know who was president for three days and all that, but... Um, <laughs> Do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> not right now, but... Uh, and. Um, And it was about, I don't know, a year later, something that I realized that I was so fatigued that I almost literally couldn't stand up and went to my holistic doctor who who ran an Epstein-Barr panel on me and said, wow, these are the worst numbers I've ever seen. And it's a first infection. It's not a leftover reactivation of childhood mono, which is what most people have. So uh, when you get seriously injured like that, you, you know, you're toast, your, your, and your immune system, your, you know, your brain's not working and everything goes down. And this is of course, it's one there. of the reasons why football and all this fuss finally about concussions is so important is that it, it, you know, hard hits to your brain, um, cause ramifications way beyond, uh, headache and dizziness and, that kind of thing.
1: Well, it's like the ultimate fight or flight, right? Yeah. It's like nothing else matters except living through this. Yeah. All the and other I still don't even functions. remember that
0: day. So I, I don't, I have no memory still of that day. And, um, but anyway, so that was the start of my confirmed adrenal severe issue. And, um, uh, and then finding out that, uh, that, uh, by sheer good luck of having somebody to diagnose it, that, that I had Epstein-Barr badly. So that's when I began working with a lot of antiviral products and of course, adrenal and pituitary hypothalamus products. And, um, so, you know, over the years I've come back, come back, come back. And my tests have, have, have gotten back up into the normal range, but they've never gotten in the ideal range. So I kind of, you know, hanging on there by the tips of my fingernails, but, um And I have had some crashes again in the last twenty years where I felt so great that that you know when you when you feel when you 're that down and then you you get four times more energy, you feel four times better, even though you 're still half what you should be Oh um, yeah so I have a tendency to overwork myself again and and then I had a lot of severe family stress that was going on that was very, very insane um and that and stress really does knock out. One of my definitions of stress, I I talked about this in the blog post I did on five calming herbs for anxiety, sleep, and stress, and I I said, let me define stress differently because we all use it as a catch-all term like lunch or something, Um, but but what I wrote is that stress is uh, unremitting incoming sensory input and uh, outgoing unending tasks. So it's it's incoming sensory input and outgoing tasks. And um, all creatures have built in prey, uh, you know, if you we're, we're prey, we're hunters, but we're also prey in our evolutionary time. And like a deer, whatever, a squirrel, we, we all have instincts of incoming sensory messages that tell us we're, we're in danger. Um, and, and the way we live now, uh, just about everything in our day, uh, the the sights, sounds, smells, rushing, traffic, speed, the beeping, the alarms, uh, being late, the the anxiety over money, uh, the news, and electromagnetic fields, and Wi-Fi, and all these things, and of course, the bad quality of food, and so on, um, uh, so that our cells are hungry, and all these things, our, our immune system and our fight-or-flight system... Keep telling us danger, 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 and that's what exhausts the brakes on neurotransmitter, the GABA neurotransmitter that I write so much about. So that's it's the adrenal fatigue. Yes, in my case, it was injury and and anxiety and immune. But um, for the rest of us, we're 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 basically we're all anxious now. I, I mean, everybody has some level of unremitting anxiety now um, in addition to the task, 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 uh, output, output, output uh, that's so instant. And um, that really harms the hypothalamus whose job it is to screen these incoming sensory messages to tell the body and the nervous system what to do. Do you need to run? Do you need to fight? You know, what, what do you need to do? And so when that hypothalamus goes down, the whole hormonal system can, can be, um, can be affected.
1: All right. Absolutely. I mean, that's how, that's kind of what happened to me too with a when I first got Hashimoto's, I was felt so, so tired, like I couldn't do anything. But then when I got it tested, my thyroid looked fine. So what was going on there? Because I felt like I could barely even breathe or get out of bed or I mean it's like I was gasping for air almost. Um, but if you looked at my thyroid labs, it was like, oh, that's fine. You're fine.
0: Well, and so the the, the key is the, the the hypothalamus, yes, but I, I read quite a bit a lot and have some podcasts on the the the, the connection between the adrenal and the thyroid is extremely well-known and well well known by me but it's not well discussed and the the thyroid and the adrenals are basically like a, a a seesaw you know one end goes up the other end goes down okay now that end goes up and the other end goes down and that's that they are intimately linked in that way and one of the least understood things by by endocrinologists and and regular old good people and everybody in between is that when that sometimes the adrenals weaken first sometimes the thyroid weakens first but but the body in its wisdom when you're it, 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 it's going to shut down and say whoa you're not well let's just kind of turn the whole volume down on the system cuz you need to lie down and rest and heal and the, the nervous system, it controlled a lot by the hypothalamus and this whole fight or flight thing tells the immune system and the rest of the body, this person is not well, you need to just slow down and rest and heal. And then of course we just keep pushing through. And <laughs> and one of the problems though is that thyroid problems are easy to diagnose. If, if somebody will just run some even basic lab work, much less correct lab work, <laughs> th- thyroid number, thyroid issues are quote-unquote easy to diagnose. The, the, it's a standard test. Doctors love to run it. It's, you know, it's affordable and blah, blah. And they can give you prescriptions for thyroid pills all day long. The problem is, is that if you support the thyroid, the reason why your thyroid function may be down is because, Actually, because of your stress illness and your adrenal function being down, they're holding your thyroid down for a reason. So you go in and support the thyroid. You start taking Synthroid or whatever medication you're taking, and it can feel great for a while uh, as that end of the seesaw jumps up in the air. But, but then the body says, well, now, wait a minute. If, adrenal, if thyroid goes up, we're going to slow your adrenals down. And it, and it makes the other side, which may be the real cause, worse, all right? It's very, it's just, it's a seesaw, one up, one down. And it's, a, it's the key is, from my mind, you, you don't want to just keep upping your thyroid dose and changing thyroid meds and, and, and always thinking it's just the thyroid. You, you want to look to the other side of the seesaw and see what is happening with my adrenals. And that means, for one thing, you must understand what's really going on with your true stress and anxiety levels. And, and, you know, we we, we just don't like to tell the truth, right? We, we just want to push on through. It's just the way life is.
1: Well, I but- mean, we have such a culture of, you know, if you're not always pushing and you're not always busy, then you're a, lo- a loser, you know? <laughs> I mean, yep. and, and, it's in everything, I mean, especially, uh, like, in our, um, whatever, group or whatever, there's, like, we're entrepreneurs, you know, so it's, like, you're just not doing enough if you're not killing yourself every day, you know?
0: Well, and Americans are notorious for not taking vacations, and, you know, you look in parts of Europe, and, you know, people take Long vacations every year, and they're not shy about it. Not to mention closing down for a couple hours in the afternoon. And and we are so just do it. The old Nike logo that you know is decades old, and and um, that was a, a cultural icon to just do it. And um, you know, just push past. Don't be a wimp with it. What's the matter with you? And um, and like I say, it took me looking at an an, an appallingly bad adrenal test to realize that uh, maybe I need to have a little chat with myself uh, about what is is going on with quote-unquote stress, which is blood sugar and gluten and anxiety and sleep and electromagnetic fields big time and pain and inflammation and leaky gut, and what all that is doing to the GABA neurotransmitter, our, our most abundant neurotransmitter, supposedly, which is the, the, the brakes in our system. And what, what I, I can't talk about the adrenals without talking about GABA, what I call the forgotten neurotransmitter, um, because GABA is our brakes. And like you just said, we, we don't have any brakes in this culture. We've burnt them out by, by having our pedal to the metal. We, you know, we've, we've got that gasoline, go-go, floored, all the time, and uh, the 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 calming inhibitory neurotransmitter gets gets burnt out.
1: Is these tests, the things, people. I mean, people. Do they have to work with a doctor, or is, it, is this something they can kind of work on at home?
0: Well, the adrenals. You, I just really, really urge people to run a good adrenal saliva test. You can just even go to salivatest.com and, and they'll send you one. Um, it, it, you know, you have to, you can't guess because maybe it's not your adrenals, maybe it is your thyroid, maybe it's both your thyroid and your adrenals, maybe it's neither one, maybe you have some other uh, health problem that's making you anxious and exhausted. It's a classic wired and tired and you have to handle the wired before you handle the tired you cannot repair <laughs> tired until you repair the wired does that does that make sense the way i said that
1: yeah i mean you can't like it's like people who stay up all night on their phones i mean you can't just keep doing that and expect to heal the other you have to kind of stop the input like you said and not just um, you know
0: yes but and it's not just that extreme of an example of staying up all night it's it's literally the all the other I write so much about this but it it's you you have to keep your blood sugar absolutely dead stable. You know, no fasting, no meal skipping. You know, your blood sugar has got to be dead stable for the adrenals to not have to have that on their plate to do. Um, you really, we really, really need people, to watch electromagnetics uh, and Wi-Fi. Oh yeah. They are much more damaging than people want to think about. I'm sorry, what was your question? Yeah, they don't
1: want to have <laughs> – they don't want to change and turn any of that off or um, – uh, well, what was it you just said about the, you, the, you were just talking about before the Wi-Fi?
0: Uh, I don't remember because <laughs> I was already in, oh, the blood sugar, uh, oh, how important that is to keep you your know, blood the, sugar the stable. the
1: fasting, the fasting is so popular right now, and I've always, I mean, I've experimented with myself, and as soon as I start fasting, my body flips out, you know, I get, shaky and everything else and and I get emotional and um but it's like you're just supposed to power through that or something I don't know and then but for me I mean I I just know myself and it's just never worked for me and uh, because I feel like I already have enough stress without my body thinking it's gonna die you know (laughs) like Another reason it's gonna die, you know. And so, I mean, what is going on with this fasting thing?
0: Well, if you, I don't know if you might be able to put a link to this in the in the podcast notes, but um, I I did an article writing the the dangers of intermittent fasting for women. And what I found is that uh, most of the studies on intermittent fasting. Are initiated by and participated in by younger, healthier male exercisers, and that it's it's basically a, a male athlete thing, and with muscles, you know, it's males with muscles, and um, that but, but that when you get into the world of females and intermittent fasting, it's a whole other problem, and we don't have the blood sugar stability that younger male athletes tend to have. I don't know why that is. That just seems to be something in our genetics and the fact that m- most women I know are are truly exhausted, you know, from our, our hormonal cycles and babies and working two jobs and taking care of our parents and our grandkids and, and the home, uh, the home and, and the business and everything else. We're, we're exhausted. And the, the last thing your adrenals want to have to do is regulate your blood sugar because they that, they got plenty of other – the adrenals trying to just regulate your blood pressure. They're just trying to keep blood to your head, much less try to keep the blood sugar in all your cells. You know, they, the adrenals have massive, enormous, huge jobs. And um, it, we, we never evolved to be in fight or flight – Except for the rare instance when you know a tiger started chasing you, or a tree was about to fall on you, or a tribe started to come after you with spears, and other than that, we we never evolved to have fight or flight. We, it, it's like the you know the uh, 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 the difference between, in size between a, a butterfly and a and a cow. You know, I mean that's how our nervous system is set up. Um, and, and yet we're running entirely now these days on, um, that little tiny portion of fight or flight. And once it gets going, it won't shut down without that GABA neurotransmitter. So we're back to that again. And then we just burn out those fragile adrenals. They were never meant for this kind of stress. So blood sugar is an absolute essential element. This is one of the reasons why, um, a paleo diet of avoiding insulin swings, you know, getting the grains and the sugars out and making sure you have whatever you want to call it. You can call it any kind of diet, but it's the proteins, vegetables, and fats diet uh, <laughs> with minimum of fruit. And, you know, and that you eliminate the sweet and starchy stuff. Uh, although I use butternut squash as basically my sugar condiment, you know, I'll, I'll put a big old spoon baked butternut squash and on top of my pureed cauliflower, for example. So but it's, you, you also know, it's,
1: have a lot of fat and a lot of protein to balance right. it out.
0: So the first thing in, in repairing and strengthening both the adrenals and the thyroid, it's easy to get thyroid tested. Your doctor can run it, or you can go to a consumer lab and run your own thyroid tests. Um, but uh, the the adrenals, you, you've got to do it by the saliva, the four samples in one day, and to see well, gee, maybe you have normal uh, cortisol in the morning, but then you've got nothing left the rest of the day. And that's a very common pattern I see. And and that means that you need to take a look at what you're doing in the first two hours from the moment of waking up. Are you waking up to an alarm? Or are you immediately, oh, shoot, I forgot to, you know, pack lunch for the kids and, uh, and, and, You know, learning, if you can see that pattern, like, wow, I'm expending the whole day's cortisol first thing in the morning. Okay, let's have some family conference on this. We have to change how we prepare uh, for the mornings and the rushing and the not eating and the drinking of coffee and all that stuff. Um, Yeah, you
1: can't push everything to the last second either, you know, because that makes you freak out in traffic and everything.
0: Yeah, and just have coffee with some fat in it for breakfast. You know that that is not food. Um, coffee is a stimulant, and and you know <laughs> you, you you know you whip those adrenals and thyroid. They'll produce you. You. It's like you said. Well, I'm sorry. There's a tiger chasing me. Um, so they'll give it all they have, and then they don't have anything left. That that's classic adrenal fatigue, and then adrenal exhaustion is like mine, where you you can't even get the morning value in the normal range, much less the rest of the day, because the adrenals have all night to repair. But if you're not sleeping well, because again, you don't have good stores of GABA, which uh, remind me in five seconds and I'll tell you how to rebuild your GABA, Um, if you don't have good stores of GABA and you haven't eaten well and you're hungry and you've got your cell phone and your smart meters and your Wi-Fi and everything is radiating you and you're trying to sleep, Um, with someone who's snoring and you have pets in the room with, and all that going on, you cannot restore your adrenals while you sleep and they won't be normal when you wake up. So your, your whole, you can't repair, this is why I say you have to repair the wired before you can repair the tired. You've, you've got to figure out how to stabilize and calm your body and your mind so that it doesn't burn up your resources so fast. and, and, it's a myth to think you can just throw a bunch of adrenal supplements or even thyroid supplements on top of all of that and, and fix anything. You're not fixing them until you fix the cause. And yeah,
1: you, you kind of have to fix the, the signal that they're getting in the right. first place. Uh, I, know, I mean, one of the things that I did, I did basically every single thing you could do wrong before I got sick so I didn't have like a traumatic accident. I mean, I know you've heard the story, but I ran two or three half marathons in a year, and I was uh, eating basically tofu three times a day, and, you know, lo and behold, I got sick, (laughs) really sick, and, you know, I had to change my exercise routine to almost no exercise, Uh, and I was like Beverly, had to. Complete flatline uh, test when I did my saliva. So I had to completely change my entire lifestyle. I quit I basically quit working for a while and I quit exercising. And that's really, I mean, do you think that's too drastic that really? <laughs>
0: Absolutely not. That, that's <laughs> what you have to do. It's you have to evaluate your life. You have to look at all of these sensory and emotional, Inputs and the tasks related and don't forget the invisible things like the Wi-Fi and the EMFs and all that Um, They they are all you have to look at all of this I mean I run four companies as well as big blog and podcast and Everything else that I do and I don't have a cell phone and I don't have Wi-Fi So I'm here to tell you that you don't need these things to survive if I want to talk to somebody I can pick up my hardwired telephone and if I want to watch a, a program on Netflix, I can turn on my hardwired TV. I don't have to take a screen 15 feet away. I can sit right there and watch it on the TV. So you
1: mean you have cable?
0: Uh, yeah, cable or fiber <laughs> optic. Yeah, it's okay. hardwired. And then you yeah.
1: plug in your computer into a cord, like it used to be. Uh,
0: that, yes. What a concept. So <laughs> I mean, my I'm computer just, is actually plugged tra- into the wall right next to the to telephone. I know it's <laughs> so, so our- antiquated. <laughs> I had a, a teenager over uh, a couple weeks back that helps me um, clean the, the, the barn and the little – the pasture where I have my little pony and my donkey that live with me, my children. And um, he went. needed to use the phone. He'd forgotten his cell phone. And I said, well, come on the house and use the phone. And <laughs> I, I – I pointed him towards a my princess wall telephone, <laughs> where you pick it up in your hand, and then there's a, a a pad with punch numbers on the wall. He did not know how to call his home. <laughs> now, uh, I'm sorry that that I was like, for gosh sakes, John. I said it's just a telephone, <laughs> he didn't understand. I mean, he figured it out. Oh, okay, two, one, two, five. He's like, yeah, there you go. You have
1: to. You no, know, the Jeez. phone. Num- you have to know your phone number that you're going to
0: call. <laughs> That's right. You can't just press call mom. All right. Let me back up. I want to talk about how to re- how to help get this GABA uh, supported in your in your body because this is really a key. Um, so, uh, GABA is supported medically with drugs that you consider addictive and very unsafe drugs, such as the anti-seizure meds, and clonopin and Xanax, and, and all of those guys, and the benzodiazepines. So they we, we don't want to go there unless your GABA is so low, you may actually be having partial seizures, which is what I found out that I was. So I actually went on very low-dose analytics for two years, and boy, it only took a week before I felt like a whole new person. It was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And I was taking, you know, tiny doses, but the point is, is that there are beautiful, beautiful, simple, safe herbs that I recommend every home and every person in the home have their own little store of, of the, the, at least the following five herbs. And you can you can read that on my blog. Um, what did I say? It was five calming herbs for anxiety, sleep, and stress. And it will. It, the, their, it's passion flower, which is by far the number one. Uh, selling product in my store and in my clinic: passionflower, chamomile, skullcap, valerian, and California poppy. Valerian is the most sedating of the five, so it's generally not one you take during the day. It is one that you generally take <laughs> at bed, um, and it stinks and all that. But hey, you know, if it if that if that's the one of the five that works the best for you for sleep, you you got a friend. Um, The other four, the passionflower, skullcap, chamomile, and California poppy, have varying degrees of how they support the nervous system, not as sedatives but by supporting that GABA neurotransmitter, which I have so many articles and podcasts on because it has dozens and dozens of functions in the body, um, which you could lump under one word stability if you wanted to. Um, but, uh, you can take them all day and during the night, you can take them anytime and you just learn to play with them. They're safe. And you may find, oh, you know, when my kid gets really nuts about his exam, he does really well with a squirt of passionflower and a squirt of chamomile.
1: You mean he or, doesn't oh, take Adderall?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> and so that's, you know, once people realize it's, the, it's, we're overwired, we need to calm down. Um, and, uh, so when you calm down, things stabilize in the body right now, everybody's on emergency rations and that's why we have symptoms.
1: But you're not as big a fan of the, uh, the replacement, like, like Julia Ross of the, like the 5-HTP and all that stuff, because you think it can throw out your balance of, cause you don't really know what you're doing. Is that Right.
0: Well, I'm glad you asked that. Serotonin is the other major inhibitory neurotransmitter. So, GABA and serotonin are are the big big twins that that keep everything from over firing in the body. And we all discovered serotonin what you know 30 years ago and Pac- Prozac and all of that stuff. And the whole serotonin tree is a different tree than, than the GABA tree. So in serotonin family, you've got melatonin, tryptophan, 5-hydroxytryptophan, uh, St. John's wort, and serotonin reuptake inhibitors. And serotonin is a, has a little different quality of how it provides things in the body. Um, if I had to put that in one word, I'd put it as playful. Um, so, you know, we think of as an antidepressant, but it's in sleep and all of that. And it is that, but it's that it's calming quality is basically that you're more satisfied with things. Um, you don't have as much pain, you don't need to overeat, you don't have to get addicted to sex or drugs, um, uh, thing, you don't have such tension, headaches, whatever, all the million things that serotonin does. But GABA does all those same things and other things um, because its 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 whole thing is stability. So you don't have constipation or diarrhea or high blood pressure or low blood pressure or reflux or sweaty palms or excess perspiration or uh, rapid respiration breathing rates and, and rage. And, you know, it's, it's just this insanely huge list that GABA and serotonin run. So I don't like um, messing with the serotonin tree very much. I, I uh, you know, okay. Yes. All right. There's melatonin, there's tryptophan, there's five HTP and John's Wort. So, but they're all connected on the same tree. They're just like different branches and leaves, if you will. Um, and if, if serotonin is where you're burnt out, then that's fine. But I'm just saying, you, you don't want to forget the possibility that just because none of your doctors have ever heard of GABA <laughs> doesn't mean that it may not be the single most important deficiency that you have um, and uh, uh, that is both caused by and is caused causes and is caused by adrenal fatigue. so uh, it's it has a different inhibitory style than Serotonin. So that's where I say, you know, let's. You, you don't want to get into serotonin overdose. That that is real, and it's not necessarily something you feel. Um, that's why I don't like people playing around with the serotonin support um, very much. On the other hand, the GABA support, you feel it when you take passion flower, valerian, skullcap, passion, uh, uh, chamomile, and California poppy. You feel them, and that's how you know the dose that you need. It's like, wow, that, that almost took the edge off. But I find that in this circumstance, when I'm late and I get up and I have to feed the kids, I need a little more of one of those or a combination of those. Or I wake up at three in the morning and I can't get back to sleep. A little half squirt of passion just did not cut it. I need two squirts of passion and a squirt of California poppy. And and what I'm saying is is I give everybody permission. Get those five herbs and play with them. Um, it's helpful to have them in tincture. Then you can okay, ten drops of this and thirty drops of that, and let's see how that works. And as opposed to the pill, where it's like, a, you know, a whole big capsule of valerian, you know, may not be the thing that you want to take <laughs> before heading into work at town because it, it yeah. just. <laughs> It it may be a little too sedating for you rather than just stabilizing.
1: And and also, I mean, I think it makes a big difference to get ones like that you sell from your store because I think most of the stuff on Amazon is just crap. And, um, I mean, I use the essential oils of German chamomile and uh, valerian. Yep, and lavender. Yep. Lavender is all those and... I use Young Living, of course, so uh, make sure you get a really quality one because I've bought some just ones that don't even work because I think, oh, this is just cheap on Amazon, and yep. you, it's just make sure you go to Beverly store or use it. Well,
0: l- let me say a thing about quality and nutritional supplements. We, we are all educated enough at this point that we know the difference between, you know, cheap ground meat from a feedlot and you know, pasture-fed uh, fillet or whatever. There, there's and and herbs and and things that are of the natural world that are not synthetic, like say a B vitamin or something. But but things that are herbal have that same range of quality. And you know, to they, they take something everybody knows, echinacea, for example, to help boost your immune system if you're getting sick. But you, you know, there. A lot of these herb companies, there's no regulation here, and they may use the root of a plant that only the leaf is effective. Uh-huh. And when you read that on the label, you're like, oh, yeah, echinacea, and you don't even know they're selling you the
1: wrong part. Or it might not even have any of the plant that you're looking for.
0: That's right. Or it may be you know, that it's old or it was harvested too early or too late or it's been in the warehouse five years. We don't know that. So I, tried, I, I have a lot of products from Systemic Formulas uh, in my store, and the, the two that are the best for this calming and sleeping and all that are N3, N for nerves, N3 Relaxa, and Dream, D-R-E-M, a um, little play of words on REM. <laughs> um, and you can play with those, But and they've got these herbs that I was talking about. And then, of course, the, the passion flower. We, I, we sell most of it in glycerin. Because um, passionflower has a, its own peculiar taste, but oh, yeah. all it's herbs nice. that are in alcohol have that strong alcohol taste. And, you know, it's sometimes it's just not real pleasant to squirt a big thing of alcohol in your mouth. You, you need to go then get a glass of water. But what I'm saying is if, if you've got the passionflower and glycerin in your purse and your kitchen counter and under your pillow and in your teen's backpack – you can just reach out and take a big old squirt, and you don't have to have water to chase it down without coughing. So, um, I, I buy from a very unusual um, company that that I, I really like the quality of the way they they deal with their herbs. Um, same thing with Young Living. You know, if the if the quality is not there to start with, it's certainly not going to make it to the other end of the manufacturing line.
1: And and also the digestion is so compromised if you don't have a good delivery system. Yeah. then you're not gonna, I mean, like, I'm sure yours are the ones you recommend. They're made in a way that they can be absorbed, whereas a lot of them are just, we're just pooping them out, you know?
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, that's right.
1: So I was wondering, like, what, you know, you sometimes you hear, like, that, you know, adrenals, fatigue, it's just a fad, and some doctors say, oh, it doesn't even exist, and Um, I mean, I went to the doctor once, real doctor, you know, the conventional, you know, they just test you for, no, and I went to an endocrinologist, and she said, oh, well, we'll test you for the um, Addison's disease, blood test, I guess, and then, of course, I didn't have that, so then they're like, your adrenals are fine, you're just, it's all in your head, you know, what?
0: And well, Addison's, of course, is an autoimmune disorder. So they're, if they're testing for Addison's, they're looking for the antibodies. But um, the problem with traditional testing of cortisol, this, this is the problem. This is why you have to do saliva testing. If you, if, if when you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off and you get that, whoo, that little buzz in your body, well, you just got big blasts of epinephrine and cortisol in your blood. So, we can change cortisol literally in the blink of an eye. So, when you go into lab tests for cortisol, you know, you could be anywhere. You might not have, you've had a bad night's sleep, or, you know, you had a fight with a guy in the hall outside the doctor. It doesn't, you know, that cortisol is going to be all over the place. And, And like all lab ranges, I'm a clinical nutritionist. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm a clinical nutritionist. Our whole thing is the chemistry of the cell and the functionality of nutrients inside the cell. How is that cell feeding and excreting? And, um, and so when you look at, at cortisol, uh, when you test it by blood, you've got that, that um, it could change rapidly, but most blood tests have such a wide range, like, well, anywhere between 20 and 100. Well, no, wait a minute, what, what's the optimal range for this nutrient? Um, and well, you're at 21, you're perfect. Well, you know, <laughs> no, that's not correct. If the optimal range is 50 to 60, uh, I've got nothing going here. Yeah. The other way that they traditionally can test cortisol is a 24-hour urine. Now, that will test the total amount of cortisol you produced. So if, for example, you have Addison's autoimmune, which has shut down your adrenals, which President Kennedy had, by the way, Um, you will not have much cortisol in the urine. But it doesn't give that um, all-important, that L-shaped graph that says, okay, your cortisol was low in the morning and then was triple high at lunch and then crashed at 4 and then went up again at bedtime. No wonder you can't sleep. Or that it's super high in the morning and then dead low the rest of the day, whatever. Those are things you, you have to know rather than just the net output. And and the final thing is that um, who wants to carry a, an orange jug around to collect urine for 24 hours? But that's <laughs> beside the point that collecting saliva four times a day is kind of a hassle too, but it's not that big a deal. The other thing is that saliva testing um, for estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, cortisol, uh, secretory immune globulin type A, which is a big marker for leaky gut and your immune system in general. You can test all this with saliva. It's not expensive. And it's
1: like 100 bucks, right? Something like well, that? Well,
0: the one I run for people is, is $200, and that's 15 tests. I mean, if you tried to run that by blood, it'd be well over 1000 But you can do the basic four cortisols for 100 I have all that on in my online store for labs and consults. But um, anyway... So, but the point is, is that saliva represents a, what's called a pooled value, um, of free, pooled value of free hormone. So it measures the running levels of those hormones, not just what happened, you know, in the last two hours, for example. And, and it's measuring free hormone, like free estrogen, whereas your doctor that, runs you, uh, this expensive stack of estrogen and progesterone by blood, it's really not doing you any good because it's, it's total estrogen, not free. And those values can be off by as much as, as 90%. So anyway, do your saliva test,
1: <laughs> but you know, don't just go to your doctor and then listen to them, your conventional doctor, and then just say, Oh, well it must all be in my head because they said, nothing's wrong with me. Um, You have to kind of think outside the box and go a little bit as your own advocate because if you just stop there, then you're not going to feel any better. You're not going to get any better. Um, Well, and
0: that's why they love to run thyroid tests and put you on thyroid pills. It's easy. It gives you energy. It gets you out the door. They look like a hero, and you have to keep coming back for refills. So they've got a, uh, you know, a money maker on you. But as again, as we started out, if the problem's not really your thyroid, if the reason why your thyroid is a tiny bit off is because your adrenals are sick. Your body will shut down the thyroid because your adrenals are sick, and the reverse is true. When when that seesaw, when one side is knocked out your body in its wisdom says, well, I don't think we need to be out running a marathon right now. Let's just have her sit down for the next two months Mm -hmm. and try to work out why, you know, the body is so exhausted and sick.
1: Yeah. And sometimes your labs, your thyroid labs can look really good, but you can still feel horrible. So um, I've had both, I've, I've been all over the map with this. So. Yes, um, and, and
0: I had gra- I got diagnosed with Graves, of hyperthyroid, and, um, you know, they wanted to radiate my thyroid, and uh, I said, uh, uh, no, first of all, my numbers are not that badly out of range. I, I'd been having basically panic attacks nonstop for six months, and I had not heard about GABA. Um, all I knew was that I was going completely insane, that I literally couldn't sleep or function. Of course, I still was. I was working full time. Uh, but, um, um, so, and then I get the diagnosis of Graves. So their solution was just to kill my thyroid. And basically I, I told her, I said, no, I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go and start working on this with some acupuncture and herbs. And and the last thing that doctor said as I walked out the door was, you'll be back. Uh. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't go back, but did not. But, um, That's when I basically left my clinic. I left my staff there to keep people refilled and, you know, whatever. But I basically came home and sat in a chair for a year. I'm I'm really literally not kidding. And um, at some point, I finally found this information about uh, GABA and the neurotransmitters and serotonin and all of this. And it's that neurologist that I went to see that diagnosed me. And that's what changed my whole life was finding out that I had no GABA in my body. I literally burnt out my main inhibitory neurotransmitter. And that, um, in my case, a little bit of drugs and some herbs, uh, you know, very quickly started me on a pathway back to healing. So
1: So do you uh, recommend people get their neurotransmitters tested as well? You can't
0: test neurotransmitters. There's one company that lets you send in your urine in an expensive test, and then they... They tell you by deduction on the waste products that ended up in your urine whether you might have had some neurotransmitters over or under firing, and uh, I highly do not recommend that test. Okay. Um, there is no valid test for neurotransmitters. They, if you blink your eyes right now, blink. That was it. You, that, you're, that was there. Went your neurotransmitters. <laughs> that, that's how fast they go, okay. and you, you can't test them. That's why I'm saying you've got nothing to lose in assuming that, hmm, maybe my GABA neurotransmitter is low. Let's go buy some passionflower and some other herbs. And what's the remarkable thing is that when you install a little bit of inhibitory support, you're, you're not burning up by being wired, and you end up with a lot more energy because you're not expending it in the the nervous system and rapid breathing and uh, constipation all these other things that take take uh, efforts by the body. So you play with the neurotrans the GABA and you you calm down a little bit and you like wow I'm I i did not get nearly so anxious about that person and you know I did sleep a little better. And P.S. I remember what Beverly said. I'm going to stop this intermittent fasting, which is an excuse to to diet and starve myself. And if the male athletes want to do that, and that's another story, but women don't have big stores of testosterone and all this stuff t- to pull on uh, when we're hungry. We're just hungry. And when that blood sugar crashes, that is an alarm signal that your nervous system cannot ignore.
1: I, I remembered what I was going to say about the, the fasting. I mean, I know you're really big into our, what we would have done, what our ancestors would have eaten and done, I mean, wouldn't there have been times that they did not eat or the women did not eat?
0: And of course, but we're not those people anymore. Okay. We're not muscular, exercising, unchemicalized, stressed out, electromagnetic, antibiotic, sick people. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're not those people anymore. We're, um, we're, like, we're a whole other species. Yeah. You know, we're not the uh, Homo sapiens sapiens anymore. Um we're a completely different species with a completely different random microbiome. Um and you know, we are our bacteria. They're our dominant thing and um they do affect our DNA. We're we're not Homo sapiens sapiens anymore.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um I notice uh and I have a nephew who's almost two, and I notice how when he's inside, uh He gets cranky and irritable, and, you know, he just wants, I mean, he's the only child, so there's nobody for him to play with or anything, Uh, but as soon as you take him outside, he's calm, and he's just looking around, and he's happy, and I just, I mean, and, you know, I always think back to that, like, what we're kind of meant to do, and I'm like, this is, see, he gets stressed out when he's inside with all this computers and phones and wi-fi and as soon as he gets out touching nature and everything he's like oh this is how i'm supposed to be you know
0: exactly because that's we understand watching trees and listening to the wind and the trees and uh distinguishing whether it's a snake or a stick and you know ex- listening for loud growling and something very large peeping out of a bush and and you know that's what we get when we're outside and we you know the rest of that stimulus is way way down
1: and and are we supposed to I mean I notice sometimes if when I wake up I just you know don't see any light and just you know go to the computer and you know so that completely messes up the rhythms right and from you're supposed to get near the the window and or go outside preferably but like if you don't have that it totally messes up your circadian rhythms right
0: um yes and no our body is extremely adept at picking up blue light and on this planet blue means daytime um and that's why we wear blue light blockers at night I do I absolutely positively put on high grade uh, blue light blockers at night. Uh, All the lights in my house are off except two dimmer yellow bulbs. And by, I mean dim, not very bright, yellow bulbs. Um, And I'm wearing my blue light blockers. I have not a speck of light in my bedroom, literally not one speck. And so, you know, and then when we wake up in the morning, all I, when I wake up, I just peek through one eye and see if I can see a, a slight crack of light, uh, which is sunlight blasting in through my well-taped-up, blacked-out window, and, and my body knows that that's daytime. That's all it needs It's yeah. that indication. Blue light is happening. So just looking out the window, you are picking up some blue light. Now you're not getting the right kind of solar radiation or whatever that you know if you were outside, but. Um, but, it, like, if you're living in a prison or something where you, you, all you have is fluorescent lights uh, and they're on 24 hours a day, you know, that's a serious problem. So, yes, you, when you travel across time zones, the advice I give to my clients is, um, is get outside on the terrace in the sunlight immediately the first morning when you wake up. Because your brain has to make that connection. Oh, that's weird, there's sun. I thought it was seven o'clock at night, but the sun's there, and that's how your um your timers adjust themselves is by looking at um pure daylight.
1: I think that's yeah you get I get so messed up when I traveled the summer to Italy. I was just like, "Oh, where am I um and then and I still get that surge of energy at night, which is really. You know that's a bad sign.
0: (laughs) Well, that's when you need melatonin. Again, you've crossed daylight, so our time zones. So you need sunlight in the morning and you do need melatonin at night. Um, That dream formula I mentioned has a little bit of melatonin in it as well as some of the other herbs and so on. Um, And uh, it's ideal for when you're crossing uh, time zones to help you sleep, but it can be useful even in regular people that aren't obsessive about blue light blocking in their house. And, and so they're not making enough melatonin.
1: Well, um, So one more thing before we wrap up, but, or one or two more things. Uh, how does the the weight loss come into play with the adrenals? Because people always ask me about that.
0: Well, I'm very slim. I've always been very slim. And whether my adrenals were quote unquote, working or absolutely dead, uh, my weight didn't really change. I've heard other people talk about when your adrenals are low, you're going to gain weight and hold weight. Uh, in my experience, when your adrenals are low, you're in a catabolic state and you're going to lose muscle. So, but, but you're back to kind of looking at that seesaw thing. We, we know that um, thyroid d- governs what it governs because of its effect on your metabolic rates. The rate your hair grows, the rate your bowels move, the rate your skin peels and turns over or whatever, regenerates, um, how fast you burn your calories, how fast everything goes. That's what thyroid does. It's the metabolic, it's the gas pedal, the accelerator pedal in the car. Um, So when that's low, you're going to tend to hold your calories and hold stool and, you know, you're going to hold stuff adrenals don't work that way they're not the engine the accelerator pedal of the car they're the engine of the car and that's why it takes both of them you know if your engine's broken you can step on the gas all you want and the car's not going to drive but the same thing is true if you have a full tank of gas but you're well whichever way the you know but they both have to be working the engine and the g- accelerator yeah or the car can't go um, gonna... I, so I've heard different people say low adrenals, high adrenals, late loss, weight gain, back and forth. I don't have a clear opinion on that. I see that uh, weight is by far absolutely completely 100% predominantly number one, an in insulin issue. Um, and that uh, that's what my DVD is about, the Diet for Human Beings, a paleo ancestral approach to health. It's that it's not you know, oh, just eat slabs of meat because we're cavemen. It's like, no, wait, let's look at how the body uh, regulates so many of its functions based on insulin and glucose cycles. And there's absolutely 100% positive confirmatory studies that when, when your insulin glucose cycles get off kilter, you store and hold body fat. So, you know, that's, that's the thing. And by the way, on a good adrenal, excuse me, a good saliva test an insulin before and after meals is two of the tests that you can choose. Um, I find that invaluable. Um, So I don't think you can get that from ZRT labs. You're going to have to find a practitioner using diagnostics, um, like me or other people, and you can do the three estrogens and four cortisols, testosterone and progesterone and insulin before and after food. And it's, yeah, it's a good test.
1: I mean, you can always take your blood sugar at home, too. I mean, by your, you know, after, before a meal. And a, before
0: yeah, but we're not talking you... blood sugar. We're talking insulin, and they're different. Okay. They track, they tra- they, it sounds like they would track identically, but they don't um, sometimes because that's what insulin resistance is, 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 insulin keeps building up and building up. But then diabetes is, well, now I don't have any insulin. So, you know, insulin is its own unique hormone, pro hormone that is the master hormone. It governs all your hormones. So that's a whole other podcast topic, but, <laughs> but it, that's why blood sugar is such a key that if you can regulate your insulin properly, you're, you're way ahead of the game. And, um, Doctors, if they ever measure insulin, which I've seen like maybe five times in 30 years, it's fasting insulin. That's one thing if you're diabetic and they want to know if you're not making any insulin. But most of us are not diabetic. We're, we're stuffed full of carbohydrates. And it's what we want to know is what happens after a carbohydrate load. Can our insulin respond appropriately or does it jump up too high and put your body into fat storage?
1: Okay, so kind of seeing how your body's responding to your, each meal and how far up your insulin goes, huh?
0: On a post carbohydrate challenge. Yeah, it has to be done <laughs> just right.
1: Okay. So let's just give the listeners some, you know, kind of first steps of what to do when they think maybe they have adrenal fatigue and to summarize.
0: Uh, take your saliva test. Uh, there's uh, instructions for a pupil, an eye test, pupil with pupillary reflex response on my website. Uh, there's the blood pressure test. You can do the pupil test and the blood pressure test at home. The instructions are on anywhere on the website, uh, on, I mean on Google or on my website, but, but you, you must know the cortisol timing. And the number one thing is to start your calming herbs to help calm down these over-firing neurotransmitters that are overwhelmed with your input and tasks. And you don't want to start supporting the adrenals until until you've got your calming neurotransmitter built up and have taken some action steps on the amount of sensory input and task overload in your life.
1: Well, awesome, Beverly. Those are some good tips. And make sure and check out Beverly's website at ondietandhealth.com. She has a great supplement store, and every week she's putting out new articles that will blow your mind. And you still work with clients too, right?
0: I do, and and then I have my own podcast, Primal Diet, Modern Health. Um, So I've got the podcast, the blog, the DVD, the online store, and clients, in-house and distance clients.
1: Well, awesome to have you again, Beverly. And don't burn out your adrenals. Take care of yourself. We'll see you next time.
0: Okay, thank you so much.
1: All right. So make sure and leave us a review on iTunes if you're enjoying this podcast. And please share with a friend. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.